Welcome back to another episode of Engineering Money, the podcast where some full-time engineers give their two cents on the financial news of the week. My name is Ben, back from the purgatory of no internet. Uh, There was an outage in my area, and it lasted for like three days, but I survived, and we are back now. We're excited and enthusiastic to have Ben back. Um, And I'm Tim. Uh, mechanical engineer out of Indianapolis. And I'm Joey, food products engineer in Minneapolis. Sweet. I also just want to make a quick note here. Um, I got my same mug, but this time it's full of cranberry juice because men's nice. health is important. Oh, I actually I... thought that was coffee. No, it's actually cranberry juice. It's just straight. It's dark enough. Yeah. But we um, all got our mugs today. Hey, but... We do. We do all have mugs. Yeah, it's mug and day. Ben was mind blown that I have instant hot water at my house. I had never heard of that before. It's ridiculous. Boiling water, not hot On water. On demand, boiling. he can make tea. Just like that. It's like Thanos, but tea. It's you just gotta you gotta get good, Ben. I guess so. Um, Speaking of liquids, though, Tim, we have a sponsor what? this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always forget we're sponsored by VinoVest. <laughs> the only investment, not the only investment, but it's an investment that you can actually drink. How cool is that? Um, and if you sign up with our code, I'm pretty sure you get like a discount on the <laughs> the um, expense ratio for the first year. But I should check in on that again because <laughs> I don't want to say that they get it and then they don't. You definitely get something. Yeah. The minimum you get to invest in wine. Yeah. At the very yeah. least, Use our code. it's very cool, um, and something different, and that's that's what we want. That's how people get rich. Investing in, Investing in, in weird you can't things. say that. <laughs> and you can't say that people we get rich. Say whatever I didn't we say that want. they'll get rich off of this. I say that's how people do get rich. They invest in. You got to diversify your portfolio. Yeah, that's what rich people Risk do after they've already the gotten alternate rich. assets. The alternate asset. Either way, market. we're arguing invest in wine. It's, yes, <laughs> it's either your yeah. only investment and you're investing in something weird to get rich, or you're diversifying to manage risk. Yes. Yes. Um. But this was a big week. Huge week. Heck of a week. And Joey, we made some predictions last. Well, okay, we didn't make hard predictions, but we talked about uh, as of Sunday, the stock market was at about the same level as it was three months ago. And that was the indicator that said if the stock market gets up, then the incumbent wins. And if it's down, then the challenger wins. And the stock market was up on Monday. Mm Mm-hmm. So that would have, you know, the stock market said that Trump should have won. Well, here, here's my thing was, this was obviously a, a highly anticipated event, the election. And yeah. in case any of you had, I don't know, a coma, the, the way it went was uh, we didn't get the answer on election night, as most elections go. So it, it was just a bunch of indecision. It wasn't clear who was ahead right at first, and the stocks went up. And then another day, we didn't have an answer, and stocks went up. 
And so yeah, to me, I was confused by that. That was just saying, like indecision means stocks go up. Well, mm-hmm. so that's not entirely true, especially for Wednesday and Thursday, because at that point we already had a pretty good indication of how the House and the Senate were going to look. Like it wasn't a hundred percent still, but we had um, definitely more solid answers and. So I'm going to show this chart that I guess you guys talked about last week. Yeah. Uh, so now we touched on it briefly, Joey. Yeah. So now, uh, right? Yeah, we didn't have this chart though. We we kind of explained this idea. Yeah. yeah. So YouTube people um, can see this. Spotify people, this is showing, uh, and other uh, just audio outlets. Apple um, podcasts, podcasts, anchor listeners. We are we are um, seeing six different scenarios of how. Um, stocks perform based off of under the president, the House, and the Senate. How they all yeah. divide up. And the best performance historically has been when there's a Democratic president with a split Congress. And Congress, which is on Monday and Tuesday, yeah. was looking like it was going to be split again, like it was for the last four years. Yeah. So. And- that's looking good for the next four years, at least from a setup like standpoint. What we have. Because right? everybody knows that past performance <laughs> equals future return. <laughs> hey, I said, I said from a setup standpoint, we got all the right ingredients. But I want to know what to do next week. Because oh. finally, we, we, we had a week of no answers and stocks moved. And now a weekend when we got an answer, what what's going to become of it? Um, I mean, what are futures looking like? I was going to check that out earlier today. I guess my hypothesis is stocks were down the week before the election, and Joe Biden was pretty heavily favored to win. Then we got mm-hmm. indecision, which to me is less than a Biden win, and stocks went up. Mm. And as long as there was indecision, stocks were going up. Now we go back to Biden win, it seems to me like they should kind of slingshot back down. The counterpoint, though, is we've seen like economists theorize that Biden's economic plan would be better for the stock market. And so, well, and as as we talked about last week, um, stock markets or the markets tend to do better under Democratic presidents. But obviously, but it, but it's pretty much within error. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it, this is short term, so it's not gonna. Right. It doesn't that, go okay. Democratic president stocks have to go up now. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like maybe long term you could have some kind of play, but I'm thinking Monday morning, what's gonna happen? I'm betting that this like three days of green mm-hmm. are gonna rebound a little bit. I do not know yeah. what's going on I with think, the because chart they went right up now. for kind of no reason. They, they, they went up for indecision. Like, there wasn't something that said, oh, yeah, stocks should go up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it'll go down. Um, I kind of hope it does because I have some buy orders in and I want them to be at a better price. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, so here's the last five days. What all the the three big ones did. For those yeah. um, listening only, we're looking at NASDAQ. That's yeah, the most, right? Yeah, the lowest one, which was the Dow Jones. 
um, mm-hmm. is Which up seven percent <laughs> this past week. Right, it was a serious green week. Think like after election, non-results were coming in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep buying. I was. At the beginning of the week, I had a bunch of money that I needed to put in, and I was like, oh, I'll just cost average it over the whole week. Time in the market just... beats timing the market. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, Ben. Um, I Thank you, every comment in r slash stocks. But, Joey, if you're looking for more long-term, though, which I, I have some am. plays for you. Uh-oh. Here we go. Um, well, I guess this this does kind of play into the whole Democratic president thing, but global warming. It's coming. And you know how it's you here. can profit off of it? Air conditioning. HVAC. <laughs> Investing in HVAC. There you go. So... Um, that's full scale. But it's not just it's not just warming, it's climate change, which results in extreme more extreme climates. And like Ben, you don't have AC in your apartment, right? No, it's pretty uncommon in Seattle for apartments to have AC cuz it's pretty temperate yeah, up here, but I guess that makes um, sense. And like a lot of Europe doesn't have HVAC. I mean, they have heating because their winters get colder. But during the summer, you know, they don't get very hot. Um, But as things become more extreme, people may be buying AC Mm -hmm. units to just handle those climate swings. It's a nice thing to have. And I don't know. I don't think we're going to be able to make... It's already been proven that, you know, these... Unless there's huge changes that are made, you know, it's probably, you know, we're not going to talk about this here. We're just talking about the markets. But climate change you know, is real, Tim. Coming. You don't have to. It is, yes. <laughs> and it, it impacts. No, the no, no. I'm saying <laughs> I don't fair. think the governments are going to do a well enough job to, mm. to be able to reverse it. That tends to be the trend we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was in like 20 years ago. It was, hey, 2020 is like the cutoff point. You got to do these things by then. And like nothing got done. Yeah. So tell us about these companies, Tim, that that we're looking at yeah, right now. Yeah, so the big ones are um, Carrier, Train, Dakin, Lennox, and Johnson Controls. But you can just ignore Lennox because they're kind of stinky, in my opinion. Um, but the HVAC business was valued at uh, $91 billion this year, and it's expected to reach $173 billion in four years so nearly doubling yeah that is definitely uh, a larger number it's quite a growth <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i wouldn't have thought of this but so the u.s we we have a lot of air conditioning units like 90 percent of households have them japan actually has a speed though i wouldn't have thought of that but the like china's only 60 percent um Saudi Arabia is 53%. Korea is 86%. Those are the top five countries with the most AC units. 
So the average is well below 50%. So there's a lot of room to grow. Oh my gosh. Um, and then only 8% of people in the hottest parts of the world have AC units. But obvi- but those are like more or less wealthy countries. So maybe they just they just don't have the option to have them. But you know, as international places become more wealthy, maybe they will be surging with buying AC units. I think so, something interesting that just kind of highlights the importance of HVAC technology. So I remember back at school, um, there was some statistic about the whole university, and it was like total cooling tons, because that's how ACs are measured. It's like tons of water cooled. But it, the trend through the years, it's still positive even in the winter. Um, and in central Indiana, winters get cold, but they still have to keep AC on because there are buildings that are then heated and then we'll have rooms that have to stay cold. Mm. And so they have both the heat and the AC going at the same time. Well, that's just because our school loved their steam heating and they always overheated <laughs> everything. <laughs> but um, some, so we've talked about carrier before and carrier's great. Uh, we have a graph pulled up where carriers just way outperformed all the other companies that have um, listed. But I think that's partially influenced by the fact that Carrier was a new stock. They Who'd they split off of, Ben? Uh, Raytheon and United Technologies merged and then split into the three different ones where it's Raytheon Technologies, Otis, and Carrier. Carrier yeah. is still my so, best call of 2020, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Carrier, carrier though like if you look at the chart it's it's pretty much nothing but up but the thing is these other stocks are looking at they kind of have the same shape they're just only half or a quarter of the growth mm-hmm. yeah well it's because carrier is so new so there's more speculation to it um i mean they're not a new company but a new ticker it's um, a new exciting thing yeah but some quick facts about the companies um carrier has the highest net profit margin over all of the competitors that I listed, which again are Carrier, Dakin, Johnson Controls, um, Lennox, and Train. Yeah, Train. Um, Dakin spends the most on R&D relative to revenue, so maybe better long-term. Johnson has the fastest revenue growth growth over the past five years. And Johnson has the highest dividend at 2.38%. It's a healthy dividend. Yeah. Like but that. all of all of these companies that I've listed have dividends. So that's a good thing to see. But I think, I don't know. Lennox seems kind of stinky to me, but I'm probably going to take some type of stake in all the other four. Wow. Just because I don't see... It's a long run play. Why the need for AC would go down. Yeah, and so this is just one outlier in, in the whole global market, but I, I can tell you for sure this past summer was one of the hottest on record in Seattle, and the number mm-hmm. of the portable AC units that I saw come into the building this year was insane. 
Yeah. Like people, because there was like four days this year that went into the 90s, which has never happened before. So people are, are buying them on their own as just individual people. But yeah, if, if this trend keeps going, might be uh, might be something the landlord starts doing themselves for everybody. No, Ben, a landlord wouldn't put anything in like that. You never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I've researched this week. I don't have any any other insights. HVAC, important stuff. Yeah. Joey, is it all right if I go next? Go for right, it, Ben. So I just want to talk about this this beautiful man. Yes. <laughs> this beautiful man. J-Pow. He is going to make... <laughs> everybody rich on gold let me tell you and i'm a broke i should have broken record but my goodness gold you can't deny it so he jay pow talked um on thursday did some sort of press conference where essentially he he said hey um we're not quite seeing two percent inflation the way that we're going right now yeah which is the target so he's like, okay, we have to get 2% inflation. We are going to do everything in our power to make sure we average out at 2%, which means for the foreseeable future, we're going to be shooting for over 2% inflation mm-hmm. to like do the, do the bring the average back up to at least 2%. Um, and it involved a lot of uh, they're going to buy back treasuries, they're going to uh, buy corporate debt, and agencies just to get more money just, out there yeah just to keep pumping out inflation and that alone um brings up the value of gold because gold isn't well really uh doesn't change with the value of the gold doesn't change with inflation it's just the dollar value yeah um there's more money you need more money to exactly buy so even if you're just looking for a strategy to offset the price of inflation the decreasing mm-hmm. of your dollar's value over time you can convert some of it to gold and at the very least it'll move up with inflation well yeah and you, and... Oh, i think ahead, we Joey. talked about it a, a while ago but i am really you know hoping we get a little bit more inflation here because i recently locked in a housing cost every month with a mortgage so it's which a lot of people did too. This is kind of we talked about this a while ago, but this has been the season for new home buyers. And if we get more inflation, that is great for people with a mortgage because I guess unless you got an adjustable rate mortgage, but a fixed rate mortgage, you locked in your housing mm-hmm. payment, whether inflation goes any which way. So it's it can be a nice well, place if J Pow does what he's saying he's gonna do. I think it's interesting as well that I see online so many people are just so worried about inflation from all of the uh, stimulus stuff um, going on. And and we can see that they're obviously struggling to even get inflation above 2%. Yeah. We're also struggling to get enough stimulus for people. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, back back to the, the gold point. Um, there's yes. always the classic miser choice. If, if you want to put in some money into gold, um, you can go out and actually buy the gold coins, the physical asset. But 
you need storage for that you need probably some security for that so a, a great alternative if you just want to do the physical asset the commodity of gold there's paper gold so tickers like gldm is great it moves here let me uh i have it pulled up here i should put that in my my thing i made an etf type thing with m1 finance yeah so here's gldm and it's compared with just the spot price of gold so the entire idea here is that this ticker will move exactly along with the spot price of gold so very cool lower risk when you're talking about gold investments but and then i guess just year to date because of all of this basically assurance from the federal reserve saying yeah we're gonna just keep making sure inflation is happening it's up 30 percent mm -hmm. this year year to date um wow but let's let's talk about how we can make a little bit more money put a little bit more risky stuff out I like that, would be, that would be your miners mm. your miners so you get the, the company benefit as well not just the physical item exactly of gold. yeah so there's the ko the speculation of how the company is going to do um how uh plentiful their mines are going to be um the, their sort of diversification in the number of mines and where they're located all that sort of stuff so i got a few that i wanted to highlight and i just have their uh, company websites so i'm going to go from lowest market cap to highest and just a key couple points so this is corvus they own two mines in nevada mm -hmm. north bullfrog and mother load how great <laughs> is that load spelled l-o-d-e <laughs> so they're still pretty early on in their uh i guess process for these mines they're still in the exploration phase um they just recently uh did some exploratory holes to see like what's under their property mm -hmm. um so they have a better idea now um, they have this cool video on their website and i won't go through all of it but they like go through oh cool their their holes that they drilled and then they conceptualize where they think the mining or the gold deposits are these 3D renderings from LiDAR data. Yeah, so very cool. But because it's only two properties in uh, Nevada, and that's all they... It's pretty small, right? It's small. So the market cap is $337 million. Oh, That's small. Very small. And then the stock price at close on Friday was $2.72. Mm. So you don't have to put up oh, a whole boy. lot of money um, to get into this one. Um, but still very cool. Uh, I like going through these economic assessments because I don't know mining is just very cool to me as an as a civil engineer um, and yeah it's just wow. ben, it's just neato. Then you're an environmental. Uh, I am a civil engineer, Tim. That is that is my job. Ben engineers um, civility. That's right. <clears throat> so the next one on the list here is Turquoise Hill. Wait, but oh, Ben. What? 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 Ben, yeah. Ben. With Corvus. What? Wait, that was a. Is that yeah, what it was Corvus. called? Um, you could do a buy right for only like $200. You could do a buy Oof. right for $200. How great is that? Now, I, I don't know if there are stock options for Corvus. I haven't looked at that, but mm. yeah, 200 bucks yeah. minus whatever the uh, commission is or the premium is for your uh, your call that you sell. 
It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, turquoise. turquoise is next. Uh, this is a Mongolian mining company uh, that primarily mines copper, but also... Whoa, Tim, your camera. I didn't touch anything. <laughs> he just decided to get big. <laughs> yeah, so they, they own a few mines in Mongolia, primarily copper, but also have gold resources in them. Uh, so a little bit more diversification in terms of material, and Joey just left. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, don't worry about it. Everybody's cameras are going all over the place. Jeez. I gotta come... Slight Joey. connection issues, but we're back. <laughs> Joey's fine. Ben, Turquoise took a big old drop they did. recently, didn't um, they? Like, yes. huge. But... It's okay. Um, so they they uh, their market cap is 1.8 billion, which is still small cap, um, and they just had a reverse stock split. Oh, okay, it was a stock split. But it was split. a reverse one. So when I yeah. bought it, I bought a hundred so shares <laughs> at like 80 cents, and now it's a one to ten reverse mm -hmm. stock split. So let's. Whoa. So let's come. Let's yeah, just that's compare pretty aggressive. It to the price. They were tired of being a penny stock. Price. Oh, all. Also, Ben, could you could you give our listeners the ticker for Corvus? Oh, yeah. Corvus because... is K-O-R, which is confusing because Corvus is spelled C-O-R-V-U-S, but the ticker is K-O-R. And the reason is that C-R-V-S was stolen by another company named Corvus Pharmaceuticals. So don't confuse the mm. two. Yeah, so uh, turquoise underperformed against gold. Um, I don't remember what day exactly they did their reverse stock split, but yeah, they popped off back in early September and then came back down to reality of where they are. Pretty hard. <laughs> um, but again, it's, it's not... Because really what we should do, and I don't think I can do this, but we should get copper on here. Because they are prim primarily a copper company. Oh. So I don't know how copper meters. I don't know. But it's the same principle. When the dollar value is diminished, any physical material like gold or copper should go up. Correct, yeah. But copper is has not performed as well as gold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it falls a bit better to copper. Um, but yeah. Yeah. For those still wondering, Corvus is not optional optionable so well, sorry about your buy right oh Tim. no it's also not optional or optional you need to buy some yeah <laughs> it's required so i'll just roll through the next couple ones they just go up in uh market cap um but we got one more small cap nova gold ticker ng um that's a cool name yeah i did invest yeah they they have some mines in alaska and have a lot of like social and sustainability goals so they're like all about being good in the area um so if you're into that sort of thing that's that's a uh, good miner to invest I'll in when I, see it. I feel like you don't normally expect that from a mining company so <laughs> yeah true that's kind of cool but they trade at around 11 12 right now if you looked at them even like six months ago it was like half that their performance has been insane um and their market cap is just under four billion which is still a small cap which is insane 
Next on the list here, we got Kirkland Lake Gold, which Joey introduced me to. Heck yeah. KL. Uh, yeah, KL. They are based in Canada. Um, and they They're they amazing. are the first one on this list that offers a dividend, which is sweet. They got a 1% dividend right now. Um, and it, it has pretty good growth over the years. They've been kind of ramping up that dividend. Yes. Yeah, very. so that one I really, really like, especially for the dividend. At the very least, you're just picking up so, some spare change over time. Um, the final miner, this is like the global one. Uh, this is Newmont. They're huge. Uh, their market cap is $53 billion. They operate in Africa, Australia, both of the Americas. They offer a 2.4% dividend. And um, yeah, they're just they're just awesome. They're great. And I think that there was an article in the Barons, and I can't remember how f a few weeks ago, um, but they were listed as one of the companies that are a safe bet regardless of election outcome, just because they're so globally present. Not yeah. Right. It's like doesn't matter anyway. They're too big. Doesn't decide anything. Right. <laughs> And then my personal all-time favorite, this is Metalla. This is a royalty and streaming company. So what they do is they pay these miners just a lump sum before they start drilling and getting all the gold out of the ground. They pay them a lump sum, and they're like, hey, in exchange for this amount of money, give me 2% of all of the revenues that you get off of the gold under the ground. They're like vet venture capitalists yeah, exactly. for so miners. it's like they they have two processes they have a streaming and a royalty process the royalty one is a little bit easier to understand and it's just what i said they give them money mm. they get a percentage of the revenue right now they only have three contracts that are actually producing gold right now but they have about 40 or so a little bit over 40 mines that what? are they have active contracts. They just aren't. Oh. Um, they aren't producing. producing yet. They're either in development of getting the mine set up, or they're still in the exploration phase of finding where exactly okay. they should start mining. So essentially, they're heavily leveraged. Exactly. Right now, poised for yep, growth. They're poised for a ton of growth. Um, so yeah, that's 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 my spiel on gold. Uh, what I've been looking at recently. And it, it's it's neat. Um, before I forget about it, Ben talked about Carrier being his best call. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about my worst call because I just remembered it. <laughs> I remember when I talked about Hylian. I think so. What's the? I still the believe in the company. H Y L N. Oh, what am I the semi trucks, right? Oh. Yes, I still believe in the company. But I I bought like a thousand dollars at like fifty dollars. <laughs> wow. Let's get rid of these comparisons. <gasps> oh my god, Tim. It's been pretty brutal. <laughs> Explain. Explain. Oh. We need audio. <laughs> it's sitting at twenty two dollars right now, so I'm down over fifty percent. Wow. Sounds about like Bloom Energy. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like my experience with Bloom Energy, which I am still a bag holder. Um, <laughs> I did not get out at the last peak. 
Um, so here we go. So, I mean, I'm okay. I'm still buying this company. I, I still believe in them. Are you gonna Are you gonna um, buy more? Yo, yeah, yeah. I'm still buying. Yeah, it's just um, a big discount now, Tim. It's a big discount. They were they were way overhyped. Um. But yeah, so don't always listen to me because <laughs> I do not give out stock in, or investment advice. Let's compare it to Workhorse. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Same shape. Same graph. shape. Same shape. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of both feed off of the whole, like all the other EV. Um, I don't mm. know companies. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's just Joey. Hype. We're already at thirty minutes, Joey. What'd you? Oh have to shoot. Say? Okay, let me let me get real quick into this. So we've talked about now HVAC technology. We've talked about precious metals. Let's talk about some precious gene editing technology, <laughs> <laughs> because you may have heard of CRISPR Cas, uh, the Cas9 technology that uh, makes gene editing cheap and easy. It, yeah, it's been course, around heard for about a it. while now. Um, um, Kyrgyzstat. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the yes. How do you even pronounce that? Or, or, I think it's Kyrgyz. Kyr- That's the one YouTube ben, channel. Ben, you but... speak German. Wait, what are, we, what are we talking about? Curse, curse Scott. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> well, we'll drop it in the chat. They make videos like the In a Nutshell series or Explained. Um, yeah. Oh, Cur- Curse Gesagt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you <laughs> yeah. pronounce it? Wait, say it again. Curse Gesagt. I think. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever heard it pronounced yeah, right Kur- Kur- except Skizakt. maybe in the videos where they say their own name <laughs> it just says short saying huh interesting short tail is is it german mm-hmm. kurz oh, is okay. short and gesagt is like it's, it's the verb for saying well kurz gesagt has some a great video specifically on gene editing i recommend mm-hmm. you watch it it explains how this process works. But the interesting thing is there are publicly traded companies using this technology right now. And it is a crazy sci-fi technology because its implication for humans can be, as the video explains, the end of aging, the end of cancer, designer babies, crazy stuff. Um, obviously, we're not there yet. The technology works, but it's in its infancy as far as really being well commercialized but there are four companies that do make money off of it i'm not sure if any of them are profitable yet but the easy one to remember is crispr crispr technologies um spelled the ticker is crsp crispr therapeutics excuse me they i think they're the biggest one and mm-hmm. they are the one that's been growing the hardest <laughs> because <laughs> i think it makes sense if you're thinking i want to invest in crispr technology you go for the one named crispr um and they, they have been rising, but there are others, namely um, Intellia Therapeutics, Edit, um, and the last one is Sangmo. Uh, but they <laughs> Edit's all, pretty good. They, they all use that technology to make different types of therapies. And I feel like investing in them now would mean you believe that the technology will one day become a big deal because yeah they've already grown a lot just based on i think hype and them getting more and more trials done but it's still not like a widespread 
profitable technology. Mm. Yeah, they're like Joey, CRISPR is not profitable right now. Do you think you're gonna use gene editing in yogurt? <laughs> it's confidential, Tim. Oh no, <laughs> Joey, please. I so it's interesting, Joey. It. Um, I'm looking at the chart right now with all those companies compared, and year to date, CRISPR is not the top performer. Oh, is it not? I I feel like I've been following them. So the CRISPR, last it's while. definitely not a low growth uh, performance. It's up seventy percent, but NTLA is up ninety percent this year. Ah, uh, Intelia, yeah, Intelia Therapeutics. So oh, Nutella. So I love that stuff. Yeah, Nutella. Nutella is awesome. I, I think if you look at a wider time frame, Ben, go to like five years because it. A lot of these oh are my like God. 2016 IPOs. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they're recent companies. CRISPR's up six hundred fifty percent over the past five years. Because right. the other ones kind of tanked a couple years ago, um, but CRISPR is the one that's really persevered. Um, and my strategy, though, is invest in all of them equally. And even if three of them go to zero, if one of them keeps rising 600% every five years, hmm. you made a ton of money. Because yeah. again, so that's all I have to yeah, say. Because again, that. past Watch performance the video, equals future learn returns. Learn some German. <laughs> Joey, can you send me those tickers? Yeah, absolutely. They're right here. I'll, I'll be sure to drop these in the Discord. Yeah, but uh, it's small on my screen, Ben. I can't see it very well. Well, we can read them off. It's N T L A. C R S P E D I T and S G M O. Those are the okay, only cool. four I know of that are publicly traded companies that use this technology. Nice. I have a bunch of things to buy now. <laughs> but I'm excited to watch these like for the next decade because I think it's going to be exciting stuff. Nice. All right. Well, very cool. Um, I think that pretty much does it for this episode yeah um went a bit long this week but yeah. thanks for tuning in everybody yeah check out the description for discord and vino vest and all sorts of fun stuff yeah join our discord because we're actually we got some conversations going on in there now yes it's, it's pretty, pretty entertaining all righty uh sleep, sleep good, good everybody <laughs>